No. Bad football. How was that? Bad. Accurate. Football. Yeah, okay. So this is the post-game show for the, the, the Tennessee Titans versus the Broncos, uh, the opening game for both teams. Um, it was not a fun experience. We've, we're here with we're here with Indy. I'm here with Aaron. Nobody's happy. I was I was so optimistic. I was trying to be responsible. I was taking copious notes in the first half. Oh, I can't wait to talk about these things. And now I'm just miserable because I I can't make sense of what happened during the entire third quarter. And uh, I'm really struggling to grapple with some of the decisions that were made at the end of the fourth quarter. Just the last two minutes. What the hell happened? I I swear to God, if you pull off Vic Pangio's mask, you will see Vance Joseph staring into your soul. Right? I mean, that was uh, uh, he seemed to think he was being very clever. Going, I don't I don't know. They showed him on the sideline and he looked confused as I did. So <laughs> I don't even know if he thought he was clever. Man's been in the NFL for 40 years, finally gets a head coaching job last year. Nobody questions why it took him so long. We might have our answer. Because of clock management? <laughs> I just, I, you know, I'm going to be super pessimistic just because I, I feel like for three years now, I've watched bad coaching uh, derail any hope that I would have for anything the players are doing on the field. And, uh, I mean, there were, there were just so many things that went wrong. It wasn't all on Fangio. Obviously, Judy having drop issues was not good tonight. And uh, Which is which in lock. Is- Locke not being accurate beyond 10 yards was uh, obviously a huge problem, too. Wow, yeah. Locke has never really been great at deep ball. He can get it down there, but he's never been accurate with deep balls, has he? He's been inconsistent, but I would say tonight was, I think, some of the worst deep ball placement I've ever seen from him. Mm. And I don't know if that's just lack of of preseason reps or meaningful preseason games. I, I don't know what you can attribute that to, but he was off. Yeah, well, it kind of looked like his uh, his footwork was a bit askew at, at several times throughout that game. Um, I think someone uh, pointed out in our chat that he threw off his back foot on that miss to Vanette in the end zone. And he didn't need to. He he wasn't facing the kind of pressure that would that would force him to throw off the back foot. But terrible miss. Play calling was a little suspect down there. I don't I don't hate the the decision to go for it on on fourth down on the one yard line. And I didn't even hate, I didn't even hate the play design. It didn't work. I'm not going to knock him for, for trying to get gutsy. I just getting gutsy when you need to bleed the clock in the fourth quarter was a, a baffling move. I'm going to, and I'm going to keep coming back to there because I, I don't attribute the loss to trying to go for it in the second quarter. I, I don't think that's what, what got us to where we are. No. And that's a play that got them a touchdown or almost identical to a play that got them a touchdown late last year with Locke. Uh, Locke shoveled fans, it off right? to hit. Uh, Hamilton. No, it was Hamilton. Hamilton. Was that the, uh, I, I think it was the Lions, but it might have been the Raiders. Uh, but one of those two games. Um, but yeah, that's that's definitely not the issue. And, you know, we we lost by, was it two? Um, mm-hmm. to, a, to a team that was desperately begging not to win this game. We we should have lost by twelve. Mm-hmm. They yeah. left 
10 points just on just on the field. Um, see. So th this should have been a blowout, if we're honest. I'm looking at the stats. Drew was 22 of 33 for 216 yards. He had. I saw a stat earlier on Twitter. He had five passing yards in that third quarter. Yeah. And we had we had negative two yards rushing. I mean, all we did in the third quarter was go three and out. Yeah, it looks like um, Melvin Gordon, 15 carries for 78 yards. Uh, Phil, before he was out, seven carries, 24 yards. Um, Fant was the leading receiver, five receptions, 81 yards. And then Judy, four and 56. And then it's just a string of a, a lot of... A lot of uh, a lot of disbursement here. A lot of people caught the ball from Locke tonight. Yeah, in 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 spots they looked fantastic. the The short game was was great tonight. I thought the the play design was was uh, was varied, and uh, they did a good job of making life fairly easy on Locke. And they took a lot of the responsibility out of the tackles' hands because he was getting the ball out pretty quickly. I thought. Um, and I, you know, I, I know, I know that we're going to crucify Mel Melvin Gordon for the the fumble, and it did lead directly to seven points for the Titans. But outside of that one very costly mistake, he was great. He ran the ball great tonight. Um, and I was honestly, we go back to that decision to go for it on fourth down. They ran the ball with Melvin Gordon on the goal line one time, and that's that's honestly the one thing he did consistently for the Chargers was get those touchdowns. So I, I don't, I don't mind the play call on fourth down, but I can't understand why they didn't just run it up the gut three times with melvin gordon from the one can i tell you my favorite play though because now i'm getting a little bit excited thinking about this because it was my favorite play of the game um it was when ojemudia decided to play press man about 15 yards down the field <laughs> that was that was a moment i was watching going uh, because it didn't show it immediately for mm -hmm. for my for my stream uh why the flag was thrown and right. then it showed the replay and was it davis or was it brown it was, i don't know it doesn't matter it was a receiver ran towards ojimudia and his plan was like okay i'm gonna punch him <laughs> i'm gonna get two hands <laughs> in this motherfucker's chest right now um i have no idea what his thoughts were on that i missed it, it. I, I must have been bitching at that point uh in the chat and missed missed the actual action that caused the flag. That and uh, the greatest bullshit ever was that Derrick Henry wasn't paying attention and got blocked right. by Johnson and knocked down, and it 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 canceled out the pick Ojemudi would have had. Um, yeah, so and that was that was some bullshit. That was. Oh. I, I was so hyped up for the rookie on that play, too. I was like, oh, okay, this dude's going to prove me wrong in freaking week one when he really shouldn't be playing. Um, and then he was, what, just basically silent the rest of the night. Yeah, I, I th I, some of our biggest issues, though, uh, really came from cory davis in the middle like we couldn't defend that until the very end of the game that's when they decided oh we should probably give we should probably give josie and, and simmons a little bit of help on that play 101 yards on seven receptions for cory davis at one point last season we were talking about cory davis as a bust like th this is a guy that was going to be looking for work next year um and he ate us alive today that's 
man, the, the secondary, apart from the, the safeties, who can't literally be everywhere. It's, it's, this, it's I saw somebody blame rough. Simmons had one bad play, and it came on that touchdown where there was just miscommunication about who was going to go up and who was going to cover, and Simmons ended up covering absolutely nobody on the touchdown play, the second touchdown for the Titans. But other than that, he played like he deserved the contract he didn't get this offseason. Everybody else is signing big contracts, but Simmons gets to play on the tag this year and uh, apparently get blamed for plays that are Josie Jewell's fault. No, Josie Jewell had uh, one really good tackle and a few, like, okay tackles. And then, man, it would have been better if he was just Todd. Right. Right. It's just everything he did, even the good stuff, like, yeah, that would have probably been executed a little better with Todd. Everything we saw with Corey Davis tonight reinforced that the cut to Todd Davis was not a move that was made for two, for 2020. That's not a 2020 move. That is looking forward. That's It's looking forward with cap, limp, cap implications for next year because it just doesn't make sense to cut Todd Davis and throw Josie Jewell out there. And Mark Barron wasn't signed to start. And... You know, he lasted maybe what two days in, in training camp before he was limping on the sideline. So this is our linebacking core, and we're already thin. I think everywhere, Lindsey's hurt now. Uh, Boye's hurt. I think we're we're down a starter. Damn near everywhere you can you can be down a starter now. Hey, hey, but we have ten tight ends and ten wide receivers, <laughs> so it's gonna be okay. How about back <laughs> on that rushing touchdown? Good for him for running out and doing that block. Good he for Vanette. Was it Vanette who blocked nobody? <laughs> he blocked nobody. Everybody's swearing up and down that he's the inline guy. He's the he's the blocker on the on the team. The the problems of Locke from last year of him not seeing everything on the field really showed again this time. There were several times where we he had a player open further down the field in better position. And he didn't I mean, take I, it. Like there's the obvious one, the butt at the back of the end zone, and he threw it to another tight end, one of the eight others. But there's a couple where he didn't notice Deshaun Hamilton being open and decided to throw it into dangerous coverage to Patrick or something. Yeah, that's that's a problem. But uh, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not gonna come down too hard on that at this point. This is his sixth game. He didn't have an off season for all intents and purposes and I, I can't get too worked up about that yet if that continues over the next three or four weeks then i really start getting worried so it's something to keep an eye on i'm not just like dismissing it entirely but i don't know i think what i'm concerned about with Locke is just he, I, you watched him progress last year and get more comfortable with his footwork, and it feels like that progress is gone to start the year here. Uh, the footwork was really erratic tonight. He wasn't getting set. That We talked about throwing off the back foot to Vanette and missing him. Um, and I, again, he, in stretches, he looked great. And I hate the word poise, but he, you know, that, that drive to score the touchdown was fantastic. Um, but there's just there's just places mechanically where you wish that that had been the focus on the offseason, I guess. And it just feels like he's taken a bit of a step back. And I think that I think I think that's where you get into some issues where he's where he's overthrowing the ball. 
You know, I, I think a lot of that has to do with is he set when he's when he's making that throw. And I don't know how much of that is timing because even even the, on the broadcast they talked about how that's a that's a throw he's normally trying to get into Cortland Sutton, but Sutton's not as fast as fast as Hamilton. You know, so that overthrow makes no sense to me. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm also speaking from a place of frustration just with the way that whole second half went. So I'm trying trying to be rational, but but also you know go over the notes that started really detailed in the first half and then just sort of like deterred into like um shelby motherfucking harris um get tyree cleveland more touches goskowski having a bad night that's one of my gems from tonight um <laughs> did not age well though at the uh the end of the game there no but so. who would have thought somebody could make a like even a bad kicker could make a kick from like the five, <laughs> uh, they tried. They they did everything they could to give that game to us, and we just we didn't want it. We didn't take it. The D line played so well too. They were doing they had, like everything. Every time Henry had a good gain, it was because they bounced outside. Right. Although there was one play where, I, you know, I thought of the corners. I thought that Callahan had the best game. And that was a that was great to see because a lot of people still question whether or not he exists in the sub. Um, but he had a really great play on on Henry when they were backed up. They ended up picking it up a play later to Corey Davis, of of course. Um, but Callahan did a great job of wrapping him up and ensuring that he was limited, I think, two yards on that that carry. So I was really impressed with Callahan tonight. And, and you're right, Henry really got no traction in the middle. Um, definitely, definitely our deepest. Uh, position group is there on the D line. The tackles. The, uh, the tackles. Wilkinson just had, man, I, I just, I don't understand this infatuation Who with having a guard out at a right backup tackle. guard <laughs> wouldn't be a starting tackle in the NFL. Who would have thought? It, it can't continue much longer, right? I mean, yes, it can. Aaron. I mean, Aaron, <laughs> it can, but please, please, please don't don't make me be rational and realistic right Aaron, now. Todd Davis had one year left on his contract. I, uh, if they want something to be true, they make it true. And what they want to be true is Wilkinson's a starter. <laughs> did you notice that Bulls didn't have any holding calls? I did. Starts? That was very conspicuous. Well, it's because he's uh, just giving up the pressure now. Did so. you, yeah, did you know <laughs> the fucking pressure he kept giving up? Oh, it turns out that the holding calls were sometimes a little better. I don't know if it would have made Locke play better this this evening. Um, do we win this game if Boye doesn't get hurt? Do we win this game if Lindsay doesn't get hurt? Lindsay had a nice snag. L- Lindsay, Lindsay did have that nice catch. Half, but I, I think Melvin Gordon... He did. He did fine. I mean, obviously the fumble was a huge. I, I think I even said fire this motherfucker into the sun at one point. But, but Melvin had a good game. I don't think. I don't think Philip being healthy would have changed anything. Other than, I mean, is that a different target to to throw the ball to on that that second down that Judy That's just that and Lindsay was the only one that had it. success going up the middle. You wouldn't expect that, right? He's just he, a slippery little boy. He feels like he feels like a back that's built for outside success, but he does he does tend to rip off his best runs up the middle. 
Ooh. Who's the next week opponent? Next uh, we week got the Steelers the next Steelers. week. Oh, the Steelers with that really good defense. Steelers with that good defensive front, at least. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's true. That's that's what stood out to me. Uh, kind of casually paying attention to their game tonight. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you've got like the Minka Fitzpatrick's and Joe Hayden's still pretty good. Here's a here's a stat for you from that Steelers game. Uh, Saquon Barkley had five yards rushing tonight. I I know, Indy. You know why? Because <laughs> you wrote it down in show notes. Yeah, because in the show notes, I wrote down that that. The tonight, the New York Giants, Saquon Barkley, and Evan Ingram didn't have double-digit positive yards for most of the game combined. I wrote it down. I'm not. I'm. I'm not thrilled with the future, like the immediate future, uh, in terms of wins. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and chalk up that this particular team is not beating the Steelers. No, I I would say it's a pretty safe bet on the road in Pittsburgh. We're we're probably gonna take the L there. Here's here's a question I have, I think, after watching tonight and just being frustrated um with the result. We we've talked about the expectations that we have this year with this team. And a lot of us kind of agreed on growth being the important factor. Um what do we what do we need to see this year to feel pretty good about about the Broncos because I mean after watching the performance tonight and uh, the decision making there towards the end of that game I'm not super confident this is a, a seven win team this year uh, especially with the schedule but if if we start seeing some improvement from Locke and Jerry Judy decides to not be uh, uh, Aguilar well, um, well this isn't this isn't new for Judy and it's I, it, it's I not. Do need people, people glossed over it, even that. on the on the broadcast tonight. They glossed over the fact that he had some key drops last year at Alabama. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not sure why that was something that was never mentioned. <laughs> yeah, I think in the broadcast tonight they said he never did this to Tua, which is just or you false. did. They, I I believe what it was actually said because we need a third person to say it was uh you, you didn't see that at Alabama. Yeah, which is uh, objectively which is untrue. <laughs> it was one of the big talking points leading up to the draft. I know uh, 14 was in love with uh, CD Lamb. That was his draft crush. Um, yeah, I've seen that 14 is already uh, <laughs> fully prepared to just murder Jerry Judy at this and, point. <laughs> and, and, and I quote, fuck Jerry Judy. <laughs> I think I saw I fucking hate him. <laughs> I still feel like a lot of that is rooted in the CD Lamb love. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna come down too hard on Judy in his first game, but I, I will I th- say, I it. think he would have said that if this, if the same exact scenario came down with CD <laughs> Lamb. I do think we would have gotten some fuck CD Lamb, fire him into the suns from the gallery of people we had tonight, who very graciously didn't listen to me when I said you guys are about thirty seconds ahead of us, and decided to just bowl on through that and keep posting updates. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a really um, hard time. I feel like I, I have to like talk through everything with people. I don't want to just be frustrated by myself. I don't want to just be ecstatic. Well, I'll make a by new myself. channel 
for for live games for those of us that live in the future those of you who for some reason have purchased cable sports is all cable has left go to youtube tv give google more money uh i had youtube tv and then they raised their prices 15 dollars to 65 bucks a month and, and then i said you, and then i said well this this is as expensive as cable so i might as well just have cable I, you can't accuse me of not living in the future when you downgraded from youtube tv to cable we th- this this is going to be a whole new podcast in of itself i like the user interface on youtube tv did not like the price change i've never used youtube youtube tv because i live the libertine life oh so you just steal everything no libertine is that is that a streaming service? No. <laughs> we get it. You're better than us. Just explain what the fuck we're talking about. It's just a noun. Too late for this shit. <laughs> I want to wrap gonna... this up and go I'm to bed. Gonna... I don't. I don't want to do you, Aaron. <laughs> I don't want to do this free commercial for YouTube TV. If I'm YouTube not... TV wants to hook us up, that's fine. We can keep talking about them. <laughs> I've already here, here, said here, fuck like four times in this podcast. Like here's the Broncos a, a are never going to acknowledge. I feel it. like I bring that out in people, and I apologize. I, here's a question: how how much of a better coach is Mike Vrabel than Vic Fangio? That is not a question I'm prepared to answer right now. I can't. <laughs> um, I no, can't I need I need hot takes. That. I need I, hot takes right now. I can <sighs> tell you that in a single game situation or a single game sample of this one, um, a lot, a lot better seems to be the way to do it all you have to do is compare Vrabel uh totally gaming the clock last year in the playoffs against Bill Belichick uh with Vic Fangio thinking that the timeouts roll over to next week I don't know I don't know what what Fangio was thinking do you think that's just the the overall Broncos philosophy of this year is don't worry it rolls over <laughs> that could be is that gonna go on a t-shirt yeah maybe they're maybe they're hoping that the season is truncated and that it won't actually count they're just I... they're just banking on <laughs> on cancellation yeah on they they need they need that non-accrued season for their players real bad they're gonna hit the super bowl in february and the broncos are just gonna be like Oh shit! I, I didn't think this would get this far. <laughs> I was completely unprepared. Can you give me a better explanation for what we saw tonight? No. Nope. The moves we we saw leading up to this night. I really wish I could. I mean, it's part of it. Part of me wants to give them a little bit of credit because I thought that even with the injuries and even with like the lack of signings and being unable to agree to terms with literally any free agent over the age of thirty-five. Um, I thought that they held their own and the defense did not look bad tonight. Uh, I, again, I don't know that I would pin the loss on any single performance by any player. Obviously there was some bad drops from Judy, uh, fumble from Melvin, uh, defense kept letting Corey Davis play like a pro bowler, but gotta love that zone defense. It really, really, there isn't one in the middle. It really felt like they were delivering on their promise. Like these players are good enough to do what we want to do, you know? And so I, I just, I'm like torn because like, yeah, I would love to see us improve the roster and we've got the cap space for it. But I also feel like they've, they've got to have some kind of plan. And I'm just some plebe that's never really going to understand what they're trying to do. 
you think they understand? I, I mean, I would hope so. They are be, <laughs> getting paid a lot of money to make those decisions. I mean, you've been near people who've Peter principled their way up to positions, right? I, I think I'm one of them. I th- yeah, I think. And this is more of a meme, but it might come true because all memes eventually become real if you repeat them to me enough. Are all the coaches just lucky idiots? On this staff, yes. Yes, okay. This is a gem. This is a gem from Zach Stevens, shared with us by 14. Fangio says Noah Fant's slow second half was a product of all those three and outs. That's brilliant. Cool. So I did did make the reference, right? And that's probably maybe too harsh to compare Vic to to Vance at this point. at this point, but no, feel what you feel, man. Well, so the, the one anybody tell you watching can't feel feelings, watching the last few minutes of this game. Can you guess which moment in Vance Joseph's history it reminded me of? Yeah, just take it. Just take a stab at it. Aaron, you want you want to take a shot? I think I've successfully uh, blanked out as much of the uh, Vance Joseph era as I can because I. I'm drawing a blank. I wear every moment of that era like a scar, like like Victor Zaz from Batman. Every Vance Joseph <laughs> fuck up lives on my body. Uppercut. Is it, the, you, is it the Texans game? No, it's not. But that's oh. a good, that's a good one too. No, it reminded because I was at this game. It reminded me of the Cleveland Browns game when we were down. <laughs> we were down four, and we kicked the field goal. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And and gave the ball back and let them bleed the clock out. That's what this felt like to me. So like that was quintessential Vance Joseph on display this evening. And sure enough, the camera goes to to Vic and he's got that stupid blank fucking stare <laughs> beaming from underneath his visor. I just oh my god, I, I can't shake it. I just feel like Elway's knack for fucking up the coaching hire, uh well, I guess I can't call it a knack because because Gary worked out for us, but it just, it just feels like another bad one. And I'm probably Fox overreacting to, to one the bad game. Of this team too. What's that? John Fox was important to right the ship. Well, and that's why I stopped myself because yeah, he, he, I mean, what was his, what was his winning percentage while he was here? It was like seventy eight percent. Yeah, I. Yeah, it's it's tough to it's tough to knock that. But I mean, Vance was really uh, fucking bad, and he probably should not have even gotten an interview um, because he ran one of the worst defenses in the league in his one year as DC. I Vic has a better resume, but I just every time he he feels like a meme to me. He gives these like kitschy grandpa quotes to the media, and they eat that shit up, and then. I, I just again, I, I can't explain what happened in the fourth quarter. And, you know, the the going for it on on fourth and one from the one in the second quarter like that. I think that goes right back to him in fighting with Scangarello last year and wanting to be more aggressive on offense. Um, but just nothing in the second half made a ton of sense to me. And three and outs are inevitable. They're going to happen. And the Titans did a great job of bleeding clock with their long drives. But holy shit i just i can't make sense of some of the things that we saw in the second half you had to point to a game from last year that this one felt like uh it would be the jacksonville game Hmm. where it was pretty tight 
the Broncos just did nothing offensively in the third um, and then lose it late. You could enter, you could change that one out with the Bears because we had multiple games like this last year. Yeah, the Bears had some weird uh, fuckery from the refs, though. So oh, I, you, I don't oh, know. I'm, oh, you mean like an interception negated by a bullshit penalty? Yeah, but I don't know if that's as impactful as what happened in the Bears game at the end of that Bears game. Yeah, you're right. I get what you're saying, but. All right. Uh, it's midnight in Colorado. That means it's two o'clock where Uppercut is. Should we uh, try to wrap this thing up a little bit here? Are we going to are we going to like reconvene on these thoughts in the, the midweek episode to see how we feel then after Cody yeah. Rourke has told us how to feel? I, I think so. I think you, that you guys are yes, being too we... harsh on Wilkinson, man. He's a good guy. <laughs> I'm sure he is. I I, th I think yeah. We we take um, well, not this week. I guess we won't take Monday, but normal week we take Monday and Tuesday. Pray to Cody Rourke and and hope that he gives us some guidance. And then yeah, we'll come back and hopefully level heads will uh, prevail. Well, while we're unleveled heads still, based on this game, how do you think this season goes out? Or go goes? How do you think it's season? It's 2 a.m. This is... Uh, I mean, how can you answer this question rationally now? You can't. Uh, that's a specifically asked for irrationally. <laughs> I, I, I know, I this know. This is but... a moment of... Pa I'm not even going to edit this. Just, just give me it. Give me the thing that I want that I asked for. It's 2 a.m. What's what's that film uh, in Italy? Uh, Salo. This season is going to be that movie. Oh, good. Have you seen <laughs> Salo? <laughs> have I seen? Yes, unfortunately, I have. Yeah. Okay. Well, at what point? I want you to tell me specifically <laughs> what game. No, the shaving of the tongue. That's what I want. Will you tell me Christ, like, what movies game, do you guys watch? <laughs> this game, not fucking Marvel and Star Wars all goddamn day. This you tell me which game felt the most like somebody's tongue getting shaved. I I toss it out specifically because of our movie conversation earlier and your complaint about blockbusters. I would I would wager that ninety five percent of the sub has not seen that movie, and I would not. I don't know. It's anybody. a really meme movie. Like it got popular in internet spaces for being like, oh, can you believe this movie exists? I am saying poop. There's a movie. There's a moment in a movie that I'll tell you if I feel it. And it's the movie Shallow Grave. I think it was, um, the, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but the guy who did like train spotting and Slumdog Millionaire and the. Oh, beach Danny Boyle. And, Danny Boyle. Danny Boyle made Shallow Grave. And there's a moment in that movie where somebody gets their shin uh, rocked by an, a metal rod. Mm -hmm. And it felt so real to me that I winced. And I'm really good at not doing that at like fictional things. Um, gotcha. And that's going to be, I'll let you know. You tell me when you saw a game that was the shaving of a tongue, and I'll tell you when you and McGregor's uh, shin gets shattered by a metal rod. All right, hold me to it, because at some point this season, I'll be uh, just enough beers in to, to, to go to that dark place. Aaron, what, what lame thing can you think of from a movie? <laughs> What is in your repertoire of terrible things that have happened in a movie? Like, is it was it like when when Copper when, told Todd that he can't be friends anymore or something? You are such a dick. <laughs> you could also compare it to going to a Decemberist concert if that 
that works better for you. We used to be cool, Indy. We used to be... <laughs> I don't know what happened. Um, thinking of uh, Kathy Bates Oof. breaking the ankles in um, Misery. Good little underrated movie there. Well, not many people have seen it. Yeah, it's a little, it's, uh, little unknown. It's based on a Stephen King. I, mean, I can't believe people haven't seen that one. It's a good one. What are we talking about? Just, just what our expectation for the season is. And oh we, yeah, I'll we've tell you when into the, like the saddest yeah. fucking movies we've so, seen. So Aaron's got as far the, as the uh, hobbling. I've got the shattered shin, and Indy has the shaved tongue. As what far as expectations for the season, um, I don't see it being better than last year. No. <laughs> no. We're going to lose the division, boys. You know, if I if I if I could end on a positive note, though, I I did. I take all these. I took all these notes. I thought pressure was really good tonight, even with Vaughn out. I thought uh, Itachi was good. Um, Chubb was getting consistent pressure. I mean, his name wasn't called a ton, but he was he was getting through. Um, Draymond had that really, really great uh, offside hit on Tannehill. He had an offsides, but he also was getting a ton of pressure tonight. Uh, Alexander Johnson had a really nice rush. Um, I thought that I thought the play calling on defense was was pretty good. Again, other than letting Corey Davis run all over us, I thought uh, I thought there was some creativity there, and I was happy with the pressure uh, missing our star linebacker. I think my my positive takeaway for the night um, would be Noah Fant. I think Fant had a really nice game. Uh, he had a really nice half. Well, his half. Uh, how many? What what did we say his receiving yards was? Uh, was it in the 80s? Um, it was 81 on five receptions. That's good. And a touchdown. That's, that is good for an entire game. That's five receptions. Uh, you, I don't know. You'd like to see a little bit more, I suppose, but there's not too much for me to complain about with Fant. Uh, my positive was uh, the drive where Noah Fant got a touchdown, and then the rest was just like somebody bringing the razor over to me and another person opening my mouth. <laughs> we haven't quite gotten to what they're going to do, but all prep has been achieved. The writing's on the wall. In my own shit, yes. In feces, yeah. yeah. I, uh, uh, how, did, how did we feel about the... Um, <laughs> I, I'm trying Aaron to push, wants I'm to trying to push to through bed. that. Uh, there's... Have you? Did any either of you go into the sub at all tonight? Was that yeah, was a that lot a toxic wasteland? I, I I purposely cut myself out of it. Oh yeah, I was. Uh, lots of um, lots of mean people said mean things about the anthem and shit. But okay, well that's disappointing, but also predictable. <gasps> oh, the I want to die meme. Oh, of course. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so right. it's it's basically just running its normal course after a loss. Yeah, it's running its normal course. We've got some people who are coping by saying, like, Hamler's going to fix it, Sutton's going <laughs> to fix it. Those, those might be true. Oh, I mean, not Hamler. But Sutton might help fix it. Um, yes. Sutton oh, when do we get, how many How many terrible play call games do we get before we can, like, start calling Pat Shermer a Pap Schmer? Hmm. And how I funny did, is that? It's pretty some, funny. I saw somebody on Twitter... Uh, complaining about the play calling already i don't think play calling was an issue tonight uh um, the last couple drives were well, i wasn't I mean, the, really inspired by much in the second half 
Well, again, we had so there was the issues with uh, throwing to Gordon behind the line of scrimmage uh, while he was unprotected. So not great, but also Judy dropped a couple of key passes. Um, I don't I don't know that I blame the bomb, the missed bomb to Hamilton on Shermer. I think that that's that's a that that was a, a play that was requested by the head coach. Mr. I want to be aggressive. I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's play calling just yet. I'm not going to go there. We we gave up on Scangarillo like after two plays last year. Um, and he wasn't amazing, but he was also a first year play caller. So I'm just I'm not I thought I was in, I was pretty inspired by some of the things we saw in the first half. I think wrinkles will get ironed out. Uh, I don't know. But no, but knowing this, <laughs> knowing this, this community, uh, I'll give it game three games. Before we're calling for his head. Two. I'm too much of an opti- optimist, apparently. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, Aaron. Uh, go to sleep. Or close us out, Aaron. Tell everybody thank you for listening. Yeah, uh, uh, both of you. Thanks for listening. Um, <laughs> this has been super, super fun. So glad that we got to do our first post game after such a, a riveting game. <laughs> That was boring, wasn't it? Oh, that first half was was entertaining. The first drive, the first half of first quarter is kind of like hope springs eternal. This is just once it becomes clear that the team that does everything it can to just wear down clock and get less than 20 points and still win is doing exactly that to a team that's supposed to have spent a lot of capital on a high flying (laughs) offense. They showed that they showed that graphic. Uh, I think like in the third quarter, ironically enough, of uh, Broncos are the only team I think in NFL history to spend five draft picks in the top fifty picks in the last three years or something like that. Uh, how heavily they were investing on young offensive players. Yeah, Reisner well, not- did a good job for the most part, and I'm yawning because it's two a.m. All right. Okay, I'll I'll keep stewing on this. We'll we'll come back to it next week after the Steelers mop the floor with us. Good night. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Good night, guys. Thanks, everybody, and uh, good night, Moon. Fuck the Moon. <laughs>